You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons only on the Horn. Welcome back to the Sports Complex here on a Friday afternoon, getting ready for the weekend. The weather may not be great, but it is a Friday, so it must feel good. It's a 512 Friday, too. Playing your local music you can check out all around town during the weekend. We'll get in to some college basketball talk. Texas has another big test ahead of them Coming up this weekend, we'll get a little more NBA talk as well. Basketball in that first segment there. Get into the coaching carousel starting to wrap up. Now the coordinators are getting in there. We'll get into that. East-West Shrine Bowl was last night. Senior Bowl is Saturday. Pro Bowl was happening, and the skills competition was last night. Didn't even realize it was happening. But all that is coming up. Uh, we'll get into all of that. You know, maybe some quarterback movement in the NFL, some questions with where the OCs are going, all of that will come up on the show today and a whole lot more, including your text messages. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. 512-447-3776 is where you can join the show, be a part of it, have our conversations on there. Talk about what you your hot takes are, You what you think it needs to happen in basketball and football and whatever else. Your questions, if you're worried, if you're wondering about something, we'll try and help you out there as well because you guys drive the show. I just try to keep it on the rails. And, of course, Patrick's big fat poll today. We'll get to that here in a little bit as well. Uh, it was a good night last night. Enjoyed, uh, enjoyed a nice Thursday night. Ready for a Friday night now. Uh, we did enjoy the East-West Shrine Bowl last night. Uh, Ryan Watts, the only Longhorn playing in the game. JT Sanders was uh, a late scratch to the game. Jonathan Brooks uh, there, but not participating, clearly, because he is still recovering from his injuries. Uh, Ryan Watts has a decent game, does what he needs to do. Uh, he gets three tackles, uh, only targeted uh, his direction twice. He gets allows one completion uh, on the two targets that went his way. Not a lot of action for him. But uh, a good uh, good performance from Ryan Watts. There was the moment uh, when he jogged off the field, I believe in the third quarter, fourth quarter, uh, he jogs off the field and everybody's a little worried that he's jogging off and go, man, 
Ryan Watts can't stay on the field. This will this won't help his draft stock if he gets hurt in the in the in the East West Bowl, and uh, then he comes back out and afterwards apparently needed a bathroom break, and that was all it was. Just needed a bathroom break and uh, uh, during the game, so it was not hurt. Uh, but a decent performance from Ryan Watts. We'll see more action on Saturday for the Senior Bowl. Tavondre Sweat and Christian Jones provo- uh, pre- performing in that game as well. That should be a good. Uh, game to watch to see those two guys. Christian Jones has looked good at the drills and the practices. Tavondre Sweat has looked really good. It'll be interesting to see if he can go in if they, you know, if they're trying to double team Tavondre Sweat in the the Senior Bowl, or if they let him go one on one in some of these and just kind of let him go and, and be the beast he can be. We'll see what Tavondre Sweat can do as he gets into the game today or gets into the game on Saturday at the Senior Bowl. Uh, let's get into some Big 12 basketball talk. And, of course, Texas. Actually, you know what? Before we get into that, we should mention, because I don't want to leave them out, the Texas women's team did do a great job last night. Texas women's basketball does get a big win over Baylor, 67-55. Uh, to 55. Uh, It was a game that was kind of back and forth, a good start for Texas. Baylor comes back and takes the lead. They're fighting around halftime somewhere in the third quarter. Uh, Texas women start to pull away in that game and don't look back. Madison Booker gets 22 points. Aaliyah Moore adds 19 points and seven rebounds. Uh, But really the defense was key for Texas. They hold Baylor to 35% shooting, 23% from behind the arc, and really just start pounding them in the paint, uh, not allowing Baylor to get as as many threes as they would like. I believe they went seven for 30, so really going after the three-point line was Baylor. Uh, The defense was good enough to keep them out. Uh, from hitting those shots, and Texas wins the points in the paint battle, 38-18, to 18, enough to go get a big win for Texas over Baylor uh, in a matchup where this is where Waco wants to send Texas off to the SEC and say that they're still the dominant uh, women's basketball powerhouse, even though Kim Mulkey has left, that they're still the team, and Vic Schaefer is saying no, the best women's basketball team in Texas is Texas, and uh, showing it there with the big 12-point win over the Baylor Bears. Uh, good matchup there. We're hoping to see the same type of action uh, on Saturday for Texas as they take on number 25 TCU in this stretch of games. We know we say in the Big 12 it's a gauntlet. You know you lost the games earlier on. Uh, you lost the game to Tech. You lost the game to UCF. You lost the game to, to West Virginia. Texas Tech is turning out to be a pretty good team, but UCF and West Virginia, you really could not have lost those. Those were games you really needed to win, and so now you're at a point where you know a game like TCU like this that may be you know, on the road, you you know this is a 50-50 you don't necessarily need it you need it now you need as many of these games as you can get uh to get where you need to be so you are a sure thing in the tournament so you are automatically you know everybody knows you're in you're not going into the Big 12 tournament looking for that fight uh and and the reality is TCU's playing their best basketball of the season right now they just beat Baylor they just beat Tech they're averaging 83.7 points a game, which is another one of those teams that don't necessarily match up great with Texas, or Texas doesn't match up great with them, is they had this problem at BYU, is that TCU can score. They've got three guards that play really good, and uh, you know, even though those are not the leading scorers on the team, they are kind of what drives the engine of this team. Uh, but TCU averaging 83.7 is where you have to say for Texas, again, you're not a team at Texas that is probably going to put up 80 points in the game. So to start off, your number one key is to play some defense with intensity for 40 minutes. And we know that we've seen this team, the game against Houston, they didn't play with the intensity they needed in the first half. You go into this TCU game, and in BYU, they did not play with intensity at the beginning of the game. And we've seen it over and over again that they continue to not show up 
and bring the fight that they really need. And hopefully Houston was the wake-up call for this Texas team. And hopefully Houston is the wake-up call of now you can show them on a real scale. Did you know how hard that game was and how much you're beat up and everything? We should be doing that to every opponent. Texas should be the same type of built team uh, as a Houston where you build on defense, where you go out there and you fight for every rebound because you do have guys that can get off the ground and go get those rebounds. You do have guys that are athletes that can go after and get the ball. You have athletes who can stay in front of guys and play defense like Houston does. So you need to be more physical like that and bring that game against TCU. Uh, You're looking at three guards for TCU, uh, Michael Peavy, Jameer Nelson Jr. and Trevion Tennyson. Uh, Michael Phoebe is going to be an interesting one. He's 6'8", so it brings into the problem of IT Horton is going to be kind of the guy who has to deal with that. Tyrese Hunter can't get on him, and that will lead to can, can IT Horton and then Kendall Weaver, who are going to give up some size there to, to Phoebe, are they going to be able to get in and get the process they need and be able to get enough defense to keep him you know, not dominating the game, not let him get going and get hot in the game. Uh, Emmanuel Miller is actually their leading scorer. That is going to be a really fun matchup to watch as well as Dylan Mitchell versus Emmanuel Miller. They're both going to be in that power forward kind of spot, so you can see that matchup a lot where Dylan Mitchell is going to have to stay in front and keep him out, make them rely on their guards, make them rely on shooting and, you know, your best case scenario usually is requiring them to take more, the further away the shots, the harder the shot selection, that's your best shot playing defense. You can't let them get in the paint. You can't let them beat you around in the post. Uh, Ernest Uday is going to be their starting center. They kind of rotate. He's their biggest guy at 6'11". They have some other guys around 6'9", 6'7", that uh, Dylan DeSue will be bumping with. It's not like the height problem is going to be such a big deal for Texas in this game, which has been for some of the Big 12 matchups they've had. Is The height has really been an issue for Texas. However, this one, uh, Texas is going to be able to play a little bit more uh, matchup in size other than, of course, uh, for PV, who is just going to be able to, you know, he'll be able to get the what he wants uh, on Kendall Weaver, IT Horton, who's going to be picking up that assignment for most of the game, you would figure. Uh, so Dylan DeSue is going to be, need to be big in this game. If you're putting him off on kind of a rotating uh, plethora of guys for TCU, who's going to be in there, what, te- what he can do inside, getting him the ball, getting him active early in the game, allowing him to open it up a little bit more and then trying to find places for Max Aismas to get his scores as well. You'd like to be able to do that on the offensive end. You don't want to let TCU get going too fast. You'd like to slow the game down better, and I know Texas in the half court, their offense isn't great, but you want to slow them down at least defensively uh, by not allowing them to get straight to the rim. So rim protection for Dylan Mitchell, for him to be able to be rim protector and stay on Emmanuel Miller is going to be tough. So Dylan DeSue is going to have to do that. Caden Shedrick, when he comes in, is going to have to do that as well. You have to be on team effort to try and keep guys away from the rim because I believe they're going to try and take the same attempt that BYU did early against Texas and try and go right at Texas uh, to make them bounce off of some of their defenders. And if you bounce off of Emmanuel Miller, that's a good way to start getting BD early. So they're going to be trying to mess with Dylan Mitchell, and that's going to be a big game for him. It's a big game for Dylan Mitchell because you're going up against their leading score, your position, position, and you're going to have to be a rim protector and a rebounder. We saw he did a lot in the second half. He needs to make his free throws. We know he needs to improve. But, you know, when, you, when you're when you the NBA talent on the floor, when everybody's giving that you're going to be in the NBA draft, you have to be the guy that understands that you're, you've got the target on your back. They all want to have a highlight reel making you look silly. So this is a big game for Dylan Mitchell to come out with intensity. Sometimes he is not necessarily 
as into the game early. We've seen him at points where when you get him involved in the offensive end, he really can star defensively as well and rebound well. But when he starts to just stand out on the offensive end and get moved away and they're not guarding him and he's out on the three-point line and they're just, you know, they're sagging off of him and there's nothing he can really do. And those games, you have to find ways to get him involved so that mentally he's ready to go and he wants to play on both ends of the court because reality is defense spurs offense. If you play good defense, your offense usually gets better. However, a lot of players, it's just human instinct. It, you know, If you're not part of the offensive game plan, you don't necessarily want to walk down and do the hard part if you're not going to get to do the fun part and get and rim uh, and go attack the rim, which is what Dylan Mitchell does really well. Uh, so I think, you know, if you're Rodney Terry, you need to get Dylan Mitchell involved in the offense because you need him to be playing at a high level in this game if you want to go in and pull off an upset on the road again where we say it's very hard to pull off upsets in the Big 12. This is going to be another tough one for Texas, but if they're able to come out with that intensity, they played the second half of Houston, understand what they need to do early to not allow TCU to come out and, and get the upper hand and get one of their one or two of their guys hot. If they're able to do that, then Texas has a good shot here to go pull an upset and get another big win. But a big game for Texas on Saturday, another huge game in the Big 12 on Saturday is going to be number four, Houston, at number eight, Kansas. A top 10 matchup, two top teams in the Big 12. This is one of the matchups when Houston joined the conference that you really were looking forward to. Uh, And really, this is a game where Kansas is going to have to show that they're you know, getting over their struggles that they haven't seemed to have been able to get over. And some of the defensive teams in the Big 12, and especially the physical ones, have been pushing back on them that Kansas maybe is a little softer than they need to be this year. That Hunter Dickinson came in, and he doesn't necessarily want to bump around with those guys. He was playing a different style of basketball and at Michigan, and now he's coming to Kansas, and he's going to have to deal with that. Houston can push Kansas for what they struggle at. And that's what Houston's going to come in and do. It's what they did against Texas. It's, it's what they do against everybody. They go and make you work really hard trying to find shots, trying to give you hard shots, and you have to make those. Kansas, though, has have a size advantage, something that Texas didn't really have on, on, didn't have any, on anybody pretty much, uh, but Texas didn't have that in the matchup with Houston. Kansas does have more size on, on Houston. So if you're able to use your size, if you can box out and use your height and your ability to go after rebounds and not let Houston get those second-half joints, then you give you know Kansas a better shot in there. Kevin McCuller Jr., Dewan Harris Jr., both have been turning the ball over a little bit more than they'd like to. Uh, you have to be able to clean that up as you're bringing the ball down the court against a Houston team that's going to be pressuring you the whole time. This may be a big matchup. Houston seems like they're getting their game together and playing a little bit better right now, and Kansas is a little sloppy. So uh, you could see an upset here, and I guess it's not upset because it's number four and number eight, but uh, it is an upset in the fact that you're going into Kansas. Anytime you go into Kansas and win, it's pretty much an upset. Uh, So Houston could pull off a big one there. Uh, Also on Saturday, we get number 12, Iowa State versus number 18, Baylor. Uh, Iowa State is going to go after Baylor in the paint. Iowa State's going to go after Baylor early and often to get inside and get points. Uh, because Baylor's defense just hasn't been really the, where it needs to be this season. They're going to continue to attack Baylor for the rest of the season, trying to get inside, trying to get after them. Uh, and Baylor is going to have to use that home court. Baylor really needs to use the home court advantage to try and find any way they can to get as many points as you can on the board against an Iowa State team whose defense is playing pretty high high level right now. Baylor's struggling a little bit. They lose to Texas. They've lost a few games. 
They need to be able to pick it up right now and get a win at home. Use that home court advantage to bring back the energy. Uh, but another one of those road upsets, you're talking about three games where the road team can come in and make an impact. It'll be a fun Saturday of watching games. Of course, we also have Duke and UNC, which is one of the best rivalry games in sports. Uh, always a blast to watch those two teams. They're both really good again this year. So that'll be a blast to watch that game as well in college basketball. Uh, let's talk a little NBA before we hit our poll of the day. Uh, Pelicans at the Sp- Pelicans are playing at the Spurs tonight. Uh, Spurs also have a game with the Cavs. Uh, Going to be at home in San Antonio. But tonight you may get a Zion versus Wimby. Zion is a game-time decision, as is Keldon Johnson for the Spurs. If Keldon Johnson doesn't play, it becomes hard with the Spurs just not having enough depth uh, to be able to compete for a uh, long period of time. And the Pelicans are very you know, adept at depth. They are. They have a lot of depth in uh, in uh, New Orleans. So so much so that they, you know at the trade deadline they are a team that you know is a player to unload somebody or try and unload a couple guys and turn them into one good player. That is something you could see from the Pelicans at the trade deadline. But we could see Zion versus Wimby, two of the most uh, talked about first round picks. That's always a good matchup. And then you get the next night uh, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Versus Wimby, that is another great matchup. Those guys are both also game time decisions, so we'll see if they end up playing. Uh, you know, it's that sixty five game rule, though. Everybody is trying to get to that sixty five games. Uh, if they can get there. We also have the Raptors uh, at the Rockets and the Rockets at the Timberwolves. They are playing a Friday Sunday, uh, so not a back to back for the Rockets. Uh, taking on a Raptors team that is not in full tank mode. They still have players that want to go in there and win. They still have a Scotty Barnes, who's a really good basketball player. They have some good talent there. Uh, but not enough if after trading away Pascal Siakam and OG Ananubi. So that is a game where the Rockets need to win that at home, and then you go and take on the best team in the West or one of the best teams in the West in uh, the Timberwolves. That is going to be a tough game for the Rockets. Shingun is uh, dealing with some small injuries as well. We'll see if he plays both games Friday and Sunday, but a, a tough matchup on Sunday for the Rockets against the Timberwolves, but a really good litmus test. If you're able to go out there and, you know, we'll see – Dylan Brooks trying to slow down Anthony Edwards in there as well. Carl Anthony Towns has been playing really well recently as well. Uh, and for Mavericks fans, you get a matchup against the Bucks. The Bucks will be at the Mavericks on Saturday. Uh, we don't know if Kyrie Irving will be back for that. A number of players for Dallas on their uh, injury report. Luka should be back for that game as well. But if you get Kyrie and Luka in that game, we could see some good action of uh, you know Kyrie versus... Damian Lillard or Damian Lillard versus Luka Doncic and the the scoring is this is two guys who can score at a high clip uh, anytime you get Giannis in the game it is going to be fun uh you know MVP versus someone in Luka who a lot of people believe could be an MVP at some point soon uh so that'll be a fun matchup to watch there uh we mentioned it at the very end of the show but if you didn't see that the Rockets did make a trade yesterday uh, they trade away Victor Oladipo and three second-round picks and end up with Steven Adams. Victor Oladipo has not played this season after suffering an injury last season. It is not known if he will end up playing at all this season. I don't think he will probably will, and if he does, it will probably be on a buyout and not playing at Memphis. They just kind of want to unload the Steven Adams contract, pick up some picks. Uh, Steven Adams out for the season as well, dealing with consistent knee injuries. So he is going to come back next season, but he does add pieces for a Rockets team that is rebuilding to give them a piece uh, where they are able to do this at the trade deadline, it, you know, get something back for a Victor Oladipo expiring contract. Uh, they get a guy in Steven Adams that I think will be a good fit for them next season, especially the Ime Odoka way. If he's able to stay healthy, will be a really good addition of bringing physicality and rebounding to that Rockets team. So a good trade there. 
We also got the report today that Rich Paul has shut down all the rumors about LeBron James possibly being traded from the Los Angeles Lakers. He has been in talks, or the team fans and everybody has been in speculation that with the Lakers' struggles, that this may be time, that there's not really a lot that anybody's necessarily dying to go get a D'Angelo Russell. You know, the guys they want are guys you don't necessarily want to trade. So with AD and LeBron, where is the value? Who can you get out of there? And with all the money tied up in LeBron, maybe it'd be time for him to move on and you move him to a new team and see where he goes. Uh, but apparently, Rich Paul has shut down his agent, Rich Paul, LeBron James. Uh, of course, LeBron has no trade and he's not going anywhere. Uh, but says all of that is hogwash, that there were not in talk, there are not talks inside and none of it matters because LeBron's not going anywhere. Uh, those trade deadline, of course, is next Thursday. So all of that is heating up. All right, let's get to Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the day. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the day on the horn. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the day today on the text line 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. If you want to join the conversation and the poll of the day today, I want to ask you, and this is kind of a out there, it's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of different answers you can give for this one because we're going to say any any team, we'll say college football team, pro football team, pro basketball team, college basketball team. You know, if you want to talk baseball as well, you can go with that. And if I'm going to ask you, if you could add one player to your team, so you say I can get one guy. So if I we're because we're talking about the trade deadline and everything that could possibly happen in the NBA, I want to say if you could add one guy to your team, you can go out and pick anybody. So if you're a Cowboys fan and you say, I want a quarterback, what quarterback do you want? And maybe we'll try and, you know, in our head, figure out, you know, a, a, a random, unlikely, impossible way to get that person on the team. But I like a little fun on a Friday to go, who's the t- person that you could take anybody on your team? It has to be an active player now. You can't say, well, I'd be, you know, Texas, I'd take Vince Young back right now. That's not what I'm saying. But if you want to go, What's the player that when you watch, you say, that's the best player. I want him on my team. They fit just a need we have, and that's the person I want to get in. Who would that person be that you would add to your team? Let me know on the text line, 512-447-3776. You want to talk some NBA? You want to talk some college basketball? You ready for the weekend? You think that you've got all these predictions ready for the games for college basketball? If you've got your, your, your Pro Bowl and Senior Bowl predictions in, too, send those in. 512-447-3776. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to hit up uh, some sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Rod B from this morning, and we'll keep the conversation rolling right here on the Sports Complex in the Horn with 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on The Horn.
Back at the Sports Complex here on the Hone on a 5-1-2 Friday, playing the local music that you can go check out around town this weekend. Enjoy the scene. Enjoy supporting Austin music. This is Transit Method, and they're playing tonight at Hotel Vegas. You can check out Transit Method tonight at Hotel Vegas. Some cool stuff there. Let's get on. Uh, text line's open. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. Poll of the day. We're asking you if you could add one player to your team. It's got to be somebody who's playing now. you got to make think of it as a trade or a transfer or whatever it would be. If you could add one player to your team, any sport, what, who would you add? Baseball, football, basketball, who would you add? Because you're thinking, the reason I'm thinking about this, was thinking about this today, is because of LeBron James talk and everything. That's for so long, the answer in basketball would have been, well, I'll add LeBron James. He's the best player in basketball. I don't think that's the case anymore. But I was thinking about it. So who is the guy? And if we get common answers. But if you got it, tell me who. Tell me why if you want to in there too. 512-447-3776. We're going to play some sound from Hook'em Up. With Ian Rob B. Weekday mornings right here on The Horn. It's a hook em up replay with Rob Babers going in about Dan uh, Dan Quinn and his coaching and who may be the next DC uh, for the Cowboys. Also a little draft talk as well in there here on the Sports Complex. Okay, I want to get to the Dallas Cowboys uh, candidates for their defensive coordinator job because honestly, I think there are like 10 different names that could be legitimate candidates for incredible candidates for the the defensive coordinator vacancy for the Cowboys. Before we get to that, though, something that I heard the other day I thought was interesting. Um, Now, Caleb Williams is by almost every projection going to be the number one overall pick. Like I haven't seen anything different, and that's been for like two years. (laughs) The last two years, he's been said to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Um, But recently, there have been some rumors that Maybe Chicago won't draft a quarterback. That's out there. Even Ty believes they could do something as stupid as not draft a quarterback, and it's possible they could. Um, but also, Or that Caleb Williams may not want to play in Chicago just because of their terrible track record in history with quarterbacks. Um, and they, and if they, right now they may not have the structure, coaching staff, personnel in place to help him achieve and reach his ultimate level of success as a young quarterback. They may hold him back because organizationally they're just a bit of a fuster cluck. Here's Colin Cowherd earlier this week uh, saying he's got sources out there in Cali. He's a big USC fan um, talking about how he thinks uh, Caleb Williams' dad uh, may be steering this uh, ship in conversation in a different way. Here it is, uh, Cowherd. concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved now dads are very very involved in high school and college quarterbacking so that's just part of the new world we live in but i i still contend you're gonna think i'm nuts here i do think it's possible that washington trades up and chicago allows washington to trade up because caleb and his group do not want to go to chicago he's from the dc area i think dan quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams, and you have to admit this, where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. Okay. He did mention Dan Quinn there. They got the number two overall pick. There's some belief that, it, first of all, Chicago, I don't know if they're interested in drafting quarterback. They should be, but Ty brought up a good point that 
They've done some. They've had some bad decisions about quarterback in the in the recent history of that franchise. And right now, some of their moves are giving are sending mixed messages, mixed signals about what they're going to do to for the future. Are they going to trade Justin Fields? Are they going to reinvest in Justin Fields? Whatever's going to happen there, they could be open to potentially trading that number two overall pick. Sorry, that number one overall pick. And if they were, it'd be the Commanders most likely that could get it because they're right behind them. Um, and if he's from D.C. And maybe that's you know maybe he that's is from that area, the Mar- from Landover, that area. Maryland area. So maybe they can make a move if Chicago's not interested. But he may not want to go to Chicago. And if he wants to go to Washington instead of go to Chicago, then he could pull one of those Eli Manning, you know, Deion Sanders clout cards where I ain't playing for you. Well, remember John Elway and Deion had baseball. They had leverage baseball. play. Great point. Um, you know, Manning was a Manning. Um, <laughs> and had Archie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if you're the Bears. To go back one pick, and you you still get Drake May or who are your pickup quarterback. You get a boatload of picks, and for you that get one. you get a you can get a, you know, a King's ransom from Washington to get Caleb Williams, which with a new owner, and the, they're looking to rebrand that team to get a star like Caleb Williams to go with Dan Quinn would be a big get. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. That's interesting. I saw that too that he wants to play with either Washington or Vegas. With uh, oh, things that I read sense. about Caleb Williams. Yeah, Vegas makes sense just because of branding wise. And that's yeah. where Cliff Kingsbury is now. And that that's a good point you bring that up because Cliff Kingsbury is on the record for saying that Caleb Williams is the most talented quarterback that he's ever coached. Now, he recruited Kyler Murray that he's ever seen as a quarterback. He's 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 recruited and coached Kyler Murray <laughs> and he recruited and coached Patrick Mahomes. And he's saying Caleb Williams is the most talented young quarterback that he's ever coached. That's and Cliff Kingsbury knows his stuff. He knows quarterbacks really well. Um, and uh, there's talk that Caleb Williams' dad and Caleb Williams really love Cliff Kingsbury. So I wonder if there could be a move trying to get Vegas to Vegas has the eighth trade pick. up to get somewhere well, look, close to where they could draft Caleb Williams if, say, they, if they bring in Cliff Kingsbury. If the Bears are dumb enough to trade out of that pick and give up on <laughs> that talent. They are. Um, that's on them. <laughs> but, yes, I mean, Vegas could, would have to go up from eight to one. But if you're Vegas, you've got you know really good pass rushers. You've got a pretty good team. You need a quarterback. Yeah, uh, you need a quarterback. And now you've got you know Antonio Pierce with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, that would be interesting. But obviously Washington would only have to go up one pick to make that happen, and mm-hmm. uh, could, wouldn't have to give up as much as to go up from eight to one. Yeah, no eight eight. Crazy enough, you you're actually drafting too late to get one of those top QBs. You got to move up into right now the top three. You do. They're, they're, they're probably going one, two, one, two three. and three, especially with the teams there: Washington, Chicago, yeah. and New England. All need quarterbacks. Yeah, so that, that's out there. Just it's buzzing right now that Caleb Williams just doesn't want to play in Chicago, but he may not have to worry about that if Chicago doesn't want to draft a quarterback, which we also at this point aren't are uncertain about. Okay, let's talk about the Cowboys and their defensive coordinator vacancy. Uh, Ty, do you have this audio ready from Ian Rappaport on NFL Network? Um, he is uh, reporting that an in-house hire is probably most likely for the Cowboys, um, but also now that very same in-house hire, he reported that earlier, but this clip is him saying that very same in-house hire that is the odds-on favorite to be the next D.C. for the Cowboys is also the odds-on favorite to be the next D.C. for Dan Quinn in Washington. Now, the Cowboys have an opening at defensive coordinator. I would also expect, as colleague Steve Weish mentioned, Joe Witt to go with Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator. He's currently Cowboys secondary coach, but now a new opening in Dallas as well. All right, so Clarence Hill Jr. and Calvin Watkins both reported that uh, Joe Witt Jr. is on record for saying the Cowboys defensive coordinator job, it was his dream job. 
All right. And this was is a quote from a few years ago. My two dream jobs when I started off and this has stayed the same. I wanted to be the head coach of South Florida or the D.C. of the Dallas Cowboys. That was when I was back at Louisville. So his dream job is open, um, but he is a Dan Quinn guy and a Dan Quinn disciple. So does he want to follow Dan Quinn? Or we want to say the Cowboys. It looks like he is right now, at least David Moore of the Dallas Morning News reporting that he is the front runner uh, to get the job with the Dallas Cowboys as their D.C. So he's the front runner for both positions. Yeah. D.C. with Dan Quinn, D.C. with the Cowboys. Keep an eye on that. And here's a, a tweet I just saw, Rod, from uh, a report from at David Moore of the Dallas Morning News that the Cowboys are interviewing Mike Vrabel for their D.C. vacancy next week. That's smart. That is smart. That's, if that, if that, that's if, indeed the case, that that's That would smart. indicate maybe they know Joe Witt wants to go with Dan Quinn to Washington. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, it, obviously it's a situation right now that I don't know what – Either side's waiting on if that is your number one choice. Now, if the Cowboys want to interview Mike Vrabel and do their due diligence, maybe that's why they have not named Joe Witt Jr. the D.C. And if that's the case, he's probably going to leave. Yeah. Because I imagine right now he's probably whoever offers him first. Well, if you're, if you're Joe Witt Jr., you're going to take the defensive coordinator position that's offered to you. Yeah, you're exactly. you don't know if it's coming from the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. If they're going to talk to Mike Vrabel and Ron Rivera and some of these other candidates, which is what the Cowboys should do. Same time, if you're Joe Witt and you have a t- an offer sitting on the table, you got to take it. You got to take that. Um, so, especially uh, with a coach you know very well and know the system, and there would be immediate uh, chemistry there because you already have that chemistry. Yeah, and so it's being reported by, by multiple sources that 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 Witt is expected to follow Dan Quinn. Even got that from a uh, a source um, with with Washington as well uh, on their side that they believe that he's going to follow Dan Quinn. So. We'll be looking at a vacancy definitely for the Cowboys. So uh, just really quickly uh, to go through some of the names. John, I think John Kime is the reporter who said the name I heard Quinn had told teams he'd bring in as D.C. Multiple teams was Joe Witt Jr. So apparently that's been his guy from the jump. Like, this is going to be my D.C. He's been telling teams that. As he's On the interview process. Yeah, this is going to be my D.C. So that likely is going to happen. All right, so here are the candidates real quick. Uh, in-house, I guess we can take. Joe Witt Jr. off the list, but I, obviously he, he may have been the first candidate. Um, but take him off the list. Uh, Al Harris Jr. Remember Al Harris uh, as the secondary coach for them. Trevon Diggs put out a tweet saying Al Harris for D.C., so he likes Al Harris a lot. Um, there's Aiden Dirt, uh, who is the uh, D-line coach. Um, so he knows the Dan Quinn system really well. If you're going outside the organization, Don Wink Martindale is available. Remember, he loves to blitz, and he knows the division from his time there in New York with the Giants. Uh, Sean Desai also knows division. Remember, he was fired by the Eagles after replacing Jonathan Gannon there. Uh, Ron Rivera, you mentioned him. Brandon Staley is still out there. Now, he interviewed with the Rams, I think, most recently. Uh, so that wouldn't make sense to the Rams kind of bring Brandon Staley back, but he's out there. Uh, he's a Vic Fangio disciple. Clint Hurt is another uh, respected mind in the defensive community uh, that is out there. And um, he's, he's famous with – he took the Seahawks uh, defense two years ago. Um, he was a, a member of the Seahawks defense. Um, Ejiro Evero, who was recently with the Panthers, but the new head coach there, Dave Canales, has not – yet confirmed whether he is going to keep him as D.C. There's a rumor that he will. Uh, Mike Zimmer has expressed interest that he would like that defensive coordinator position. Uh, Mike Pettin, who was uh, famous, I think, most recently with the Browns. Uh, he's oh, in Green Bay, too. He's with Green Bay for a while as well. Um, that's a name that's been out there. Shane Bowen, another name. So those are some of the names, and it was most likely 
be I think one of the I think one of the most recognize one of the recognizable um, defensive coordinators. I think they'll probably go with a bigger name like a run. If they don't get Joe Wood Jr., they'll go with a Ron Rivera or, or Mike a Rabel. Simmer or a Vrabel. They'll go with a big name. Well, if if Vrabel's interviewing, according to David Moore, and David Moore's been covering the Cowboys forever, that's reputable. If if he is interviewing, that would tell you at least he's interested, and you know because yeah. all the head coaching jobs are now gone. Yep. And if you want to stay coaching, uh, we just saw Dan Quinn go coach the Cowboys defense and land another head coaching job. If that's your path, Mike Vrabel would be interesting. But Mike Vrabel obviously would come with immediate threat to Mike McCarthy because everybody yes. would then say, maybe rightfully, that if you get off to a slow start, you've already got the replacement for McCarthy. I don't. And maybe know, that's what Jerry Jones wants. Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe that's what Mike Vrabel wants. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe so. so. Unfortunately, unfortunately for Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, so, almost like Brable coming in to coach the defense to keep McCarthy, which running the Tex Coast offense, but yeah. kind of everybody knows eventually Brable's going to, you know, take control. I don't know. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Good stuff with Rod and the rant there. We'll keep an eye on that. That according to Dallas Morning News and uh, David Moore, that Brable will interview next week. I don't know if you have to wait till next week, but uh, that's what David Moore says. Good stuff there from Hook'em Up with E and Rod B. Uh, text lines open 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776. Big fat poll of the day today. If you could add one player to your team, you can pick them from anywhere, but they got to be active now. It's it's all about right now, so we're not talking all time. But if you can pick one player and you say this, it's a trade or a transfer or whatever, and we get this guy, that's the guy, the one guy. Who would it be? 512-447-3776. That's the question of the day, the poll of the day. Send those in. We come back. We will get to some of those uh, questions and answers right now on the text line. 512-447-3776. We get back here on the Sports Complex and the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Sports Complex here on the Horn. It's a 5-1-2 Friday where we play live music, local music. You can check out live around town this weekend. Uh, this is Lou Apollo. Lou Apollo, and he's playing Saturday at Central Machine Works. You can go check out Lou Apollo. Read the good stuff from Lou Apollo. I believe friends of Black Odyssey and and uh, Juwan Elcock helped produce uh, some of the stuff that Lou Apollo does. All, a bunch of good artists there in the group for Lou Apollo. Uh, playing Saturday at Central Machine Works. Uh, let's get to the text line. 512-447-3776. If you could add one player to your team, who would it be? We'll start off with, man, Nate. Uh, Fred Warner to the Cowboys. Uh, that's, I mean, you know what, Nate? That is straight to the point. That is a solid, solid pickup that would very much help the team. Uh, yeah, if, I, I can't imagine anybody wanting to deal with Micah Parsons coming at you, and as you're running away from Micah Parsons, Fred Warner just takes you out. It seems like 
it would uh, it would help out the Cowboys a little bit. But I don't think they're going to give up the what five six first they'd have to give up to pull him away. I don't think the 49ers are are taking that phone call. But I like that. That is exactly the game we're playing. Is who's the guy to to help out your team? And for the Cowboys in the need is Fred Warner. I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, Texter says, R.I.P. Carl Weathers. Can't blame Happy Gilmore on it this time. Yes, rest in peace to uh, Carl Weathers. You know, just, I, I don't know. He's one of those actors that I don't ever really, you know, I, I think he's one of those guys that you don't remember, you don't think of him being in all those movies that he's in, like, you just, and then you're like, oh no, he was in that one, and he was in that one, and he's important in that one, and he, he's such a good actor that you don't necessarily think that he was in all of them, and of course an athlete too, and a football player and all that. Uh, yeah, great life lived by uh, Carl Weathers. Rest in peace to him passing away today. Dexter says, any team, Chuck Norris. How old is Chuck Norris now? I, I know the Chuck Norris jokes, but I feel like he might get hurt. I, I know. I know we know Chuck Norris can do all these things. I, I have to Google now. I have to Google how old is Chuck Norris because uh, I feel like he must be getting up there now. He's been around for quite a while. 83 years old is Chuck Norris. <laughs> And the Texas Rangers have added Chuck Norris to the roster. Uh, he's going to go out and can't get the ball to the mound. That is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd be adding any 83-year-olds to my team. That's just me. That's just me. Uh, Blake, uh, Blake Snell or to the Strohs, I like that one. That would definitely help them out and help out that rotation, get it back to where it needs to be. I mean, I, I am curious. I am very curious. We'll talk more baseball as we get closer to baseball, of course. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't go too far into the weeds on drafting and, and, uh, and, uh, all the off season, you know, either it's unless the big moves, we'll get into those. But, uh, I am curious if tech, if the, the Astros have worked and are going to be able to get through during the off season to kind of get some of their pitchers who really seem to be affected by the pitch clock back to where they need to be. Because a lot of those guys would just start get frazzled, uh, early in the game, you know, Luis Garcia too, he had to change his whole, uh, you know, we had the whole rock baby and had to get rid of that because of the pitch clock. We'll see that. You also say, or Bijan back. I, I mean, I think most college teams would love to have an NFL player back on their team. That would help out most college teams. Now, if you want to say Bijan to the Cowboys or Bijan to the Texans, I'm all bored with that one, too. Uh, I mean, that makes either one of those teams exponentially better if you add that. Uh, Texture says, oh, well, crap, I guess I'm going to have to start liking the Longhorns now. My twins just got my b- twins. Just both got accepted in the UT, signed a Red Raider. I hope you have oil money, sir, because good Lord, two of them, two of them trying to pay for UT for two of them, either that or they're real good and they got scholarships because holy moly, paying for two college tuitions seems like a lot of money in today's age. Uh, I don't I don't know what it is anymore. I know it was really, really expensive 20 years when I was looking at it, and uh, I, I can't imagine it's gotten cheaper. <laughs> also, Jose Altuve to the Rangers, so he stops being a Ranger killer. Jose, I, I, you know what? You, you can't have him. You can't have him. We like him too much in Houston. He's the best. I, I will always defend that guy with the baseless claims of his cheating when he wasn't. And, uh, and when you look at the stats, and he was actually shutting it down. And you know, when the story of how you know when you look at how small he is, and then the story of when the tryout ha- first happened. And he went to the tryouts, and they were like, there's no way you're old enough. You're not going to make it. You're too small. And he was like basically kicked out without even playing. 
comes back, finds out that there's like the head scout's going to be there the next day, comes back the next day, goes basically directly to head scout with all his papers, with everything to be like, look, I'm old enough. Let me try out, go for the team. Uh, so they're like, cool. Yeah. You know what? Let's, you know, if somehow this guy got here and somehow people are saying he's halfway decent. Let's give him a shot. And of course that guy turns into an MVP winner and a huge reason why the, uh, why the Astros got the titles. Uh, you know, that is a, it's an amazing thing. Uh, for Jose Altuve to be there. So I, I get it. I get that you'd want the little guy, but no, we're keeping him in Houston. We're keeping him in Houston. Uh, Texter says, CeeDee Lamb, did you see those dodgeball skills? Where were you going by with CeeDee Lamb to where? I didn't know, I don't know what team you're you're saying because I assume most people on here are going to be Cowboys fans. I know we might have some Texans fans, so CeeDee Lamb to the Texans, I, I get that. But if you got another team on there, let me know what team you were sending CeeDee Lamb to. I'd like to think of where he's going and what his quarterback would be. I like to picture these scenarios in my head. Uh, yeah, but I did not see the dodgeball skills. I didn't realize it was happening. Then I, I've recorded it, so I have it. So I'll watch it. I'll probably watch the, the skills competition at some point this weekend. Uh, I'll watch it because I'm a glut for punishment. I do like some of them. Some of them I, I find really fun, and then other ones of them are not so great. And then the, the, the way they cut them up and the announcers now, you know, trying to make it more for TV is I'm just like, just show me the thing, and I don't. I don't necessarily need all the flair in it. Just show me, you know, the skills competition. I, you know, the catching one is always kind of weird, and they try and make it a big deal because they're trying to make it the slam dunk contest. But you have to remind them that the slam dunk contest isn't even the slam dunk contest anymore. You know, just trying to remind the NFL of things. You know, always what I try and do. Uh, Texter says a new right tackle, but I don't know where. Are we talking Texas here? Are we talking Longhorns for the new right tackle? Because Christian Jones, I don't know. You got to give me a little bit more context for who you want the new right tackle for. I'm going to assume the Longhorns on that one, possibly, possibly the Texans, possibly the Cowboys getting a right tackle over there. I don't know. Let me know who you want the new right tackle for. I appreciate that. Text line still rolling right along. 512-447-3776. Poll of the day. If you could add one player to your team. So any any team that you know, any NBA team, the NBA team, NFL to NFL, you guys stay within your league, I believe. We're not going to say because we can't say Bijan back to Texas. We know that does not work. So a new right tackle for the Cowboys. Okay. A new right tackle for the Cowboys. I like that. Uh, yeah, but you guys, I mean, what do you want? Like uh, Suell, you get him. I know he's a left tackle. You move him over to right or you move him on left and you take uh, Tyler Smith and you move him over to the right tackle now and you get him ready to go. I think that's. I think really, if you're going a new right tackle, you you go. Let's go get the best left tackle, and then take, you know, Tyler Smith and move him over to right tackle, and see if we can train him that way. That might be the way to go. Get one of those those really good left tackles, because they seem to be really good. <laughs> go get one of them. But if you could add any one player to your team, who would it be? Let us know on the text line five one two four four seven three seven seven six. We're going to take a quick break. We come back at the top of the hour. Two of the show, we will get in, reset a little bit, talk a little bit more uh, NFL football, talk a little bit more about Dan Quinn leaving and a lot of the offensive coordinator position hirings and the rumors around there and a lot of sources saying that these are done deals for some teams and what it could mean and what it could mean for the quarterback uh, and possibly that number one pick for uh, Caleb Williams as well or whatever the Bears are going to do with that pick. Uh, all of that we'll get to in hour two of the Sports Complex here on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com.